it down when it hit the blood. A milligram in the eyeball, good enough. Gotta love it though, but don't hurt no more. But the problem is too vertical. Let it penetrate a little bit of pain. Never hurt nobody. Better work your body better than the last motherfucker. Wasn't nobody, but he left a lot of fluid on the floor. No sorry, don't move. Get slapped. Hey, loyal listeners, you're listening to Pod Like a Whole. The season is called Run the Gamut, where we roll the dice and pick a new album and artist every every episode that we enjoy. And uh, if you've been listening, this is part two of our coverage of Clipping, my choice. This is Eric. Part one, as is our new format, uh, we go through in the history of the group and our history with the group. And in this case, it was our history with hip-hop, since this is the first time we've delved into that genre. This is now part two, where we're going to go track by track through their album, Splendor and Misery. And we hope you uh, did your homework and came to class prepared because we're expecting you to contribute on our Facebook or on our Twitter. Tell us what you think about the album and hit us up on our Patreon. And this album from 2016, uh, it is telling a narrative from start to finish. It is a concept uh, album. um, And uh, to the the point where there's a lot of interludes, there's a lot of like non-songs. Um, so we're going to kind of cover this a little bit differently as, as far as we do the track by track and, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out as we go along. The overview of the album is a, um, story about an uprising on a, some sort of future spaceship. It's a, it's a slave ship carrying cargo, cargo two, three, three, one escapes, takes over the, the ship. And um, the AI, the computer, starts to slowly just have feelings for this 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 hero, um, this character, and develop a friendship with him. And their adventures in deep space and hypersleep uh, kind of continue. And looking at the you know freedom, um, but you know the the harsh the harsh reality of being a the, a sole survivor. Um, so as far as the album goes, it was produced by our three friends in Clipping um, uh, and made by them. And there was a fair amount of guest producers, guest musicians, guest singers on it. And we will get to them when we get to them. Um, but yeah, let's just let's just hop into the track by track on this. Uh, I'm excited to see what you guys think. Um, so here is how we're going to do this. Uh, we are going to start, essentially, uh, we're going to start with the first two tracks. We have the intro, Long Way Away, that f- uh, fades into the breach. So let's hear a few seconds of that. Generally operating normally, a small anomaly has become evident and probably should be noted. There is spiking in the pulse of a member of the cargo and the crew and other passengers have not begun to notice. The facility you certainly had taken steps to cultivate for all intents and purposes was totally accepted, but the readings that are coming through are not negating wholly the hypothesis seem to be unable to suggest it. First, the recommended course of action should be to... <laughs> all right, so uh, the the long way away intro, you hear a staticky um, group of singers singing a um, essentially a spiritual. And David Diggs uh, has said that he wanted to use the kind of the slave spiritual as a ongoing theme on this album coded um they would sound like they're singing about going somewhere but that somewhere was already always to the free north and they would put codes in there words that meant something different about certain like ge- geographical things to look for for people that are escaping 
And they wanted to include that in here. And, and it opens with, I'll follow the stars when the sun goes to bed till everything I've known is long dead. I can't go home because I want to be free. Someone tell the others what's become of me. And this is something that you can tell that the, the slaves in this cargo ship, you know, had been singing to, to each other. Um, it's an intro. Um, you hear a staticky transmitter and, and just space drones ha happening around your head. The production on this album is very interesting. There's, if you hear it on headphones, there's a whole opera happening between sound effects bouncing from ear to ear. Um, and this, there is another cool thing. A lot of these interludes sound like it's just something that might've been picked up by a satellite you know, crackling in deep space, you know, uh, uh, Cooper, Cooper, something like that. Um, but it fades right into the breach, um, which uh, we have David rapping as the, essentially the main narrator um, who does most of the songs from the perspective of the AI computer. Um, and he's rapping about how a, one of the slaves has um, 2331, has escaped, um, saying stuff like, generally operating normally, a small anomaly has become evident and probably should be noted. Uh, there is a spiking in the pulse of a member in the cargo and the crew and the other passengers have not begun to notice. And this is basically like transmission sending about this person escaping. By the end of the song, and you hear through the lyrics that uh, cargo 2331's anger is so strong that the automated restraint systems, the sedatives that they put in the gas aren't working. And, you know, it, the song ends with explosions and gunfire, and you can tell that he got out and he takes the, the, the hole. So what do you guys think about this kind of opening, this, this uh, long way away intro into this, uh, this kind of setup, this exposition setup? Uh, let's start with uh, Mark. Um, so... I mean, I agree that, uh, and thank you for um, really uh, describing that. I mean, when I was doing my research on the record, uh, some of this stuff is not so, I guess, uh, uh, easy to really follow along. I mean, you really are like buckling yourself into a narrative journey. And I do appreciate that as it was, and we can talk a little bit more about um, on the overview, uh, towards the end of the album but in terms of an actual song structure um it, it almost could be something that you would see um unfold uh on a on a stage play or something that does have more into the visual medium because there's no real songs happening yet in track one and track two uh, you do get that ambient humming uh, which it sounds like it's from the ship's engine. Um, so it does a very good job of uh, scene setting. I, I do appreciate the fact that this is not a, uh, it's not going to be a standard listen. It's going to be something that you're going to actually immerse yourself into. Um, and then when you go into the breach, um, it's again, it's not really a song. Uh, it's narrated like, an auctioneer in an ambient video drones um, the micro machine man exactly <laughs> you, you that yeah. uh um so it, it's the computer essentially briefing everyone on the situation and advising the crew and it just cuts off with you know you had mentioned static gunfire and alarms and uh it's, it's 52 seconds a song it's 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 just a little short short uh, right. set piece yeah 
So uh, the first two tracks essentially are just scene setters. Um, as they are going into it, you're just kind of buckling yourself up into, um, it's not going to be a traditional listen where you're expecting uh, beats and rhymes. Um, you're, you're getting something that is a very, very cinematic and uh, in an audio medium. So it's interesting at the very least, um, but it's not something that I'm like, oh, with this song comes on shuffle. Oh, no, it's annoyed. Exactly. Not a, not yeah, not necessarily a banger yet, um, but they're setting the this, this stage, and maybe that's the point with this album. Steve, as far as just initial impressions, first two tracks, setting up setting up the 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 platter. What what, what are your thoughts? Oh, they, what they do tell me is that uh, I uh, as a as a the father with a five year old and a nine month old that I had right before I turned 40 um, and I asked myself, what was I thinking every day? Uh, I love him. He's great, but man, babies, a lot, a lot to keep up with. The reason I bring that up is that when I listen to music, I, I like prefer it to be very immediate um, unless I have the right setting for this album. The right setting will be after the whole family's gone to bed. That's usually podcast time uh, like right now. And uh, maybe late nights on the weekends, you got to listen to this thing all the way through or you're not going to get it. There's only like maybe five songs on here that are songs. And these first two are not traditional songs at all. Right. They are reminding you that this is going to be an experience from end to end, which is fine. I love that stuff. When I was younger, I really loved it. I something like this album for me, if this would have came out when I was in my late teens or 20s. I would have just sat down and listened to it all the way through, probably on some drug of some choice. Uh, I would have loved it. Not say I didn't like it, but it, anyhow, that's what you got to, you got to make time for this record. Sure. Not going to just uh, jump out at you, which is the first two tracks. I mean, usually you get one intro track at best on most records. This gives you two, two intros to get to the meat. Um, as far as the first one goes, I do like a, a uh, audio motif and they, they kind of have that long way away melody in this, which comes mm -hmm. back later. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that. I, I do like that. And I like that, that melody. Um, I like space cargo sounds. I like the movie alien. I like uh, albums by the band ISIS who specialize in floating through space sounds. You get a lot of that on this record. That's track one track two, uh, the breach. As far as the micro machines thing goes, uh, the uh, David Davies, what's this? How do we say his name? Uh, David, David Davies, David Davies. He definitely has a delivery when he wants to, which is of that sped up variety. That's going to be of your, your Busta Rhymes, your Tech Nines, uh, Living Legend, uh, adjacent artist, bus driver. E40, um, uh, E40, yeah. uh, uh, multi-label, awesome multi-instrumentalist, uh, Dose One, who famously beat Eminem at a, a, uh, a, a freestyle battle in the late nineties. Uh, met that guy once. Nice guy. Dose One had that group Subtle. Subtle's worth checking out. Uh, those guys, those are the guys, that's the kind of stuff you're going to do a lot of on this one. It's going to be super fast. And at times it's almost too fast. But that's definitely his style. And uh, it works pretty neatly in this track. 
setting up the story of a, or or at least it, I guess it's his character in this song, the robot talking. Yeah, the AI. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you, the, all I'll say is you do get the pastiche, the sound pastiche of the 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 space. Uh, what you'll find out in the next song is that when two three three one wants to do music and rap, there's no beats loaded in the computer. So he has to just use stuff on the ship, which with a few exceptions is why a lot of the beats are like the things that sound like drones from the hull of a spaceship or, um, you know, just uh, electric satellite bursts flying right by and, and all this crazy stuff. So it's kind of it's kind of like when you go on a road trip with your family and you you manage to hit an area where there's no cell service and you got to dig around to see if there's still a CD in the car. That's right. That's, a, that's right. Uh, that's when you that's when you end up with the you know, all all scratched up. Uh, I, I don't know. That uh, for you would be no limit, Eric. Sure. What, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, the Bullworth soundtrack. Yeah. What, what would it be? The Bullworth soundtrack. There you go. Yes, that's when you end up with the Bullworth soundtrack, which I specifically remember playing on a family road trip um, <laughs> until a few naughty, <laughs> naughty songs came on. But it does have Ghetto Superstar, which has already showed up on this podcast as being one of the one of the great crossover hits. Ah, uh, yes. All right, guys, let's go to the next track. This is a uh, the third track on the album. This is All Black. Warning, mothership reporting. Cargo number 2331 is commandeer the vessel. Warning, mothership reporting. Cargo number 2331 is armed and he is dangerous. Warning, mothership reporting. Cargo number 2331 is setting a new course. Warning, mothership reporting. Mothership reporting. All black everything. All black everything. All black everything. All black. No landing. Geared up for arrival. Nowhere to arrive to. The subject seems upset by that to which he is subjected, but convinced he brought it on himself. That's why he rolled with a Bible on the console. Inconsolable, no consolation. No cancellation. All right, so... Uh, the breach goes right into this. You know that there's been an escape. Um, the song kicks on with the AI sending out an SOS to other ships. 2331 has successfully commandeered the slave ship. Um, and All Black Everything is a Lupe Fiasco song. Um, but it comes from a Jay-Z lyric. Um, so that's the reference there. But I like how it's used in this song is uh, everything in front of them is uh, black. And black can usually mean a have a negative connotation, but the way it's used in this song is actually hope. It's freedom. It's something else. It's whatever is out there. And he repeats it at night with the lights out in his cock crying soft curses into the all black everything all black everything all black everything so this this song all follows the ai as he watches 2331 who initially is a threat he commandeers the entire spaceship um but then the ai starts to be impressed by him um and 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 just his zeal for life his 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 spirit to be free it's inspiring to this this ai who also probably has a you know 
a self uh, preservation setting. And uh, there's some great lyrics here. Patience is virtuous. Um, patient of these observations. It was all a dream. He poses by the lift outside the mezzanine like a photo in a magazine and always keeps the weapons magazines clean. Um, just really good play on words there. A danger to himself and others, but there are no others. So the danger and its present is presented as the gift of freedom wrapped in days of rapping to himself. So a lot of the interludes on here that we'll hear later are of just some freestyle rapping by Debbie Diggs. And that's, I think, meant to capture this where he's just rapping to himself because he's going stir crazy in this cabin. Um, he doesn't suspect that his heart has been keeping him out for it had worn to be all black everything in the program to transport nothing more but he's unlocked something inside this so uh the ai is starting to develop feelings or friendship towards and then yeah by the end of the song everything all black everything all black everything all black warning mothership reporting this will be the last report turn back everything is fine warning Mothership reporting. Cargo number 2331 is not a danger. Let him be. Warning. Mothership reporting. If you continue to pursue, there will be no choice but to destroy you. Warning. Mothership reporting. This love will be defended at all costs. Do not fuck with it. All black everything. Um, you know, pretty cool song as far as the story goes. Uh, uh, what do you guys think about this? Mark, you start. All black everything. That's what we're talking about, right? That's right. Uh, all right. So, um, I, you, again, you get more poetry than an actual song taking place here. And when I say, you know, of course, you know, hip hop does not necessarily have to have the hooks and all of that that we would see in maybe. Uh, well, I think most hip hop is really just generated around hooks. And I'm still waiting for one of those to, uh, to show up. On, on this record. Um, it's interesting uh, to say the least. I, when I was looking at, um, I guess the description and a lot of reviewers uh, uh, put the label Afro uh, futurism on this record quite a bit. Um, and this made me feel like while there could be different meanings, um, but the all black everything it definitely had like that afro uh, futuristic thing uh or concept that a lot of reviewers are writing about that's where i was going to in this one um it's not bad but again it's not something that i would be reaching for when i want to go listen to this record yeah this this gives us the example of uh there's a lot more musically happening on this song than the last two tracks um, I think background music wise, it's, it, it's, it's more legitimate as far as their music goes. Um, but this is an example of, uh, David literally has to create the melody and the rhythm, um, from the beginning and this particular track, it does click in at some point. And I do love the trumpet drones that happen throughout the song. I think it gives it an emotional weight. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I do see your point. There's not necessarily a hook, although he does do predictable things with his vocal performance in an attempt to 
<laughs> convince you you're hearing a hook. Um, but anyways, Steve, what do you think about this track? Well, to get back to the Afrofuturism thing you brought up, just uh, as far as the storyline goes. I mean, we're, we're about as ill-equipped to discuss that genre as anybody could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think it's important for context is that, I mean, a, a, a basically Afrofuturism is a genre that there are many books, um, uh, some comic books actually, and I guess actually uh, Black Panther would obviously be the uh, the obvious reference if right. you think of Wakanda from the movie, but also there's a storyline that uh, Neil Tanishi Coates mm -hmm. uh, wrote called uh, The Intergalactic Wakandan Empire, which I took a year to do just I think he took a whole year's worth of issues to tell this story. It's really good, Eric. Have you read it? Not yet, but I'm a I fan of the, the writer and I like Black Panther books, so I will definitely. Yeah, you wouldn't have to read everything before it. This is this is on its own. It's its own thing. And it's kind of like the idea in this story, if Wakanda expanded into the entire universe and anybody that tried to rise up against them, they swatted down. Mm. Um as far as the all black everything goes in this song, I kind of get the impression it's talking about going to a place where blackness could flourish. And from my limited readings of the genre, I have not read much of the genre. I believe a lot of Afrofuturism uh, takes place uh, in Africa and what uh, could Africa become or have become without the meddling of uh outside uh, negative yeah. influences that's important um, that's important yeah. and there is some uh african mythology that will come up in a later song so yeah anyhow but to the song itself um it takes too long to get to where i want it to go but when it gets there i'm happy it got there um the pacing on this album i i said before this this is not an immediate record and they they make it even less immediate on this track. They're like, yeah, you go through two intros, which to be fair, it's only two minutes total of intros music, but then you get here and it takes about four minutes for this song to really get going anywhere. In my opinion. Um, uh, uh, but the, you know, the positives of this song is uh, the synth work is great. It's got some blade runner LP ish stuff going on. If I reference that a lot tonight, that's just a good touchstone for me. And I think it works. Um, Eventually, the song is it's really slow, but it does start to get a beat to it. And I really like that beat. It's a subtle, like heartbeat tapping beat. Um, it's a really subtle beat. Uh, the there's a Carly Simon reference with the, you know, about being vain. And I'm always I'm always down for some Carly Simon references. Uh, I think that uh, you're so vain is one of the most referenced songs in popular culture. And I like it whenever it pops up. And uh, yeah, about four minutes in, he pushes his vocals a little bit more and has a great cadence for like 20 seconds, and then he stops again. That's what I've got to say about this song. Yep, all fair. Um, uh, so this, this track had trumpets by Graham Stevenson. And uh, I think the trumpets add that LP element. It's like a, it's like a, Christopher Nolan trailer. <laughs> I think you might you might be right. Yeah, they might Drugs, be produced. Yeah, they they yeah. might be uh, processed a little bit. You're right. Yeah, but there's the trumpet blares are great, um, and uh, knowing the story of the song, this is one of those that benefits from like 
listening to it a few times when you know the story, like this is where you see the AI start to care about this person. And I think that's a beautiful moment. I think that's, that's, that's just an example of storytelling that you can't beat. It just, you know, it's not a traditional song, but it, it, I think it works. And Steve, what you were talking about, about when it finally clicks in around the four minute point, that's kind of what, what I'm figuring out as Clipping's thing is like, yeah, they have their bangers that just rip from start to finish and those are great. But I can tell that like they're in their element when they have a song where David kind of carries it amongst a, a bunch of sound effects. But when everything clicks together, those moments are sweeter than maybe a good beat, you know. Yeah. And like I was saying, I've got a, I've got a nine month old that screams at me all the time. Yeah. Now, uh, I, 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 I like things that are immediate and yeah. that's not this album's fault. It's just uh, my observation right now. Having watched talk, talk, talk to a, talk to a 22 year old Steve and I'm a, uh, and shut up tonight about this record so far. Having uh, just watched Tenet today, I can tell you sometimes there's a mood to be uh, asked to participate in your, in your art and sometimes that mood is not right and yeah that's going to be something i'm going to have to go back and rewatch and take notes apparently yeah it's it, it requires participation absolutely and this this album is no different but let's move on next track actually next few tracks we get an interlude a freestyle interlude and then we go into the song wake up so let's let's take a little listen I'm a traitor, so be it. We took all you had and flew off to where no one can see. Word on the radio, I'm a suspect. Yeah, yeah, on the name, ho, come get some. If you want it, bet it ain't no fun. Turn your whole bridge into room 101 at one. Your son, better yes, sir. Sleep is a brainstorm, and the EKG spikes and the nerves fire like flies lightly, then die slightly each night. All right, all right, all right. It's an artifact apparently similar to a muscle memory, and he grabs the ropes and chokes back songs like tears, like stars, like years, and moving pictures, picture perfect. Paint a perfect picture, perforated, rip it up into a thousand jagged edges. He's embarrassed of the love he has for things you never knew. Didn't you know? All right, so the interlude just gives us an example of what the AI is recording, hearing as they're in deep space. 2331 is rapping to himself in the cockpit as described in the last song. Um, he's, he's, he's freestyling um, about the revolt, but he's also tying in like la da 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 da, like other like rap, like popular rap songs from the 90s. Eric, it was driving me crazy. What is that? What, is, what song is that? <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, God damn it. So, yeah, it's hard to Google like la da 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 da. Like, that's a popular yeah. song, but God yeah. damn it. Yeah. That bugged me. I could not figure it out. Yeah, but it, you can tell that 2331 uh, is exposed to enough uh, pop culture from people our age, 90s rap pop culture, as it comes up, that he references it in his freestyles in the cockpit. And there's this really cool, like, just static happening. It sounds like a, sta uh, like a satellite. And uh, then we go into Wake Up. And Wake Up is... Uh, basically talking about um they're talking about how it's time to go into hypersleep the chance that he ever reaches any place suitable to support life in his lifetime is pretty low get low um so it's one shot in the arm hazy in the head set the timer once lay down in bed so they're the ai is basically telling him you know hey we're, we're going to travel far it's time to go into hypersleep um and then you get into our protagonists uh dreams uh 
or, or thoughts or memories and moving pictures, picture perfect, a thousand jagged edges. He's embarrassed of the love for things he never knew. He's thinking about his mom, uh, kissing him on the head. He's thinking about life in his neighborhood before the invasion. And uh, this song is just, is just interesting. It starts with the AI kind of convincing him to go into hypersleep and then hypersleep, he goes right back to a, a comfortable place in his childhood, um, you know, somewhere in the block, you know, uh, you know, living, growing up, messy hair, uh, his relationship with his mom. So we get a little bit more about the protagonist in the song. Um, but what did you think about this, Steve? Yeah, the interlude's okay. Uh, I couldn't, like I told you, the, the thing that bugged me about it is I couldn't remember what that la da 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 melody is from. And it's from a mainstream rap song of the 90s. We must figure that out. I do like the production on the freestyle. I mean, they could have just done a, a freestyle, but they, they put some of that uh, spacey sound effects on it. So that's fun. And uh, kind of bounces around the room a little bit, the levels of the, the vocals. Wake Up is pretty cool. Um, they do a good job with Wake Up of making the intensity of, uh, I, I don't know really what's going on here, but you know, you gotta wake up. And the, that, that wake up, wake up. Uh, that uh, I, can't, I can't even do it myself. That's why I didn't make this record. But the vocalizations of the phrase wake up are very well done, mixed between uh, the lyricist and the way he delivers it with the production. Um, I bet you if you were to look at this record and look at a visualization of his vocals, it would be cool to see the different like subtle effects they use all over it. Um, yeah, good production uh, uh, on this track as well. Um, the chance that he ever reaches any place suitable to support life in his lifetime is pretty low. Get low, pretty low, get low, pretty low, get low, pretty low, get low. And the chances of him ever seeing anybody that he knows or even lower is always making up his mind to just go. Let go, just go, let go, just go, let go, just go, let go. So it's one shot in the arm, one shot in the arm, hazy in the head, hazy in the head. Step the time of once, step the time of once. Lay down in the bed, lay down and close the hatch, trying to clear your mind. Snipe man's alarm, blow a kiss the time. If you have a god, say something sublime, deep breath and leave it behind. You're ready to jump. Be right here when you wake up, 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 jump. There'll be no here when you wake up. What do you think about Wake Up? Um, so minimal instrumentation still. Um, there, I did listen to this record. The only way that I actually did listen to this record was on headphones. Um, so that was a cool experience. Um, the interlude uh zero one freestyle uh definitely has this voyeuristic element to it i mean i know that it's just sounds like someone um well they successfully made it sound like you're watching it through a cctv i mean the protagonist the cargo 2331 is walking through the halls and singing them to himself um they do that very well remind me of like the first alien movie um and then wake up, yes, you do get a little bit more instrumentation, um, kind of have that also dreamy effect of where the cargo 2331 is singing to himself again as he's kind of getting into the hypersleep preparation. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm fully on board with what the story is all about. I'm fully on board. Like if this was a... Uh, 
show, a movie, I'd be fully invested because right now, um, musically, it just sounds like soundscapes more so than actual like record that you're listening to, um, to get some, uh, I guess, scratch a musical itch. It's more for me, like this could be a soundtrack to a film and I'm still there. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to really say about uh, to Mark's to Mark's point about if this was a, a TV show or a book or something, it might be more um, get your hooks in by now or, or that you like or, or rather just like the story is really doing it for you. It's interesting that this story that this is like I've, I've noticed over the last like 15 years, there are a lot of uh, uh, isolated space stories in multiple genres that seem to be getting put out there be it uh, graphic novels. There's tons of independent comics that are about space stations going haywire. Mm -hmm. um, the movie moon, uh, the remake Pan of Solaris, uh, Pandora, <laughs> Pandorum. Very Pandorum. Good. Yeah. It just, uh, it seems to be a genre that's really, I don't know what it is, but the last 15 years or so has been uh, clicking people, people on quiet, scary space stations. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you get a little more story, story service there. I, you know, I think it's debatable how much more it goes into song territory. Maybe I think it's a little bit more than Mark, but that's fine. But it leads us into, uh, the song long way away. We've already heard the, the melody in the intro, but this gives us the full version of the song. So let's hear a clip. So uh, in an interview, um, David Diggs mentioned that he was inspired by the songs of the Underground Railroad. He said that the coded slave spirituals were more about leaving behind where they're at, but their coded messages about how to get north. Um, the philosophy behind them was about transcending place. They were about actually being in the unknown. A lot of that's this stuff for me is tied to the idea that things are remembered generationally in the body so we have these these spirituals and work and story songs that appear as interludes to indicate that so that, that's why he uses it regularly on the album you can imagine that um in this story in the slave ships uh they were pulling up old you know old spirituals from you know american slavery to sing about um but coding it and that and that's how the 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 insurrection happened in this story which i think is powerful um and always you know listen it's always let's just appreciate the musicality of a uh of a acapella singing group and in this one i think it's only four people uh dorian holly is singing he he sings on a lot of the 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 singing tracks on this but then they bring in a trio which is Alvin Che on doing bass vocals, Claude McKnight doing the tenor, first tenor, and David Thomas doing the second tenor. And uh, 
I think there is some moments on this that really make you appreciate what goes into the, the four-way harmony on uh, these old spirituals. I, uh, I appreciate it. This song is, is, is no exception. Mark, did you, did you have any appreciation for these spirituals on this album or were you already a, a long subscriber to the, uh, to the, to the genre? I mean, it was unexpected, uh, it, but uh, to all of a sudden kind of get into this uh, gospel clip that uh, just just unexpectedly just drops right in here. Um, now, kind of seeing it in the context about the slave spirituals, I, I see what um, message that we're trying to, to send here. Um, I mean, this whole story could be an allegory for um, being on the slave ships and being treated as cargo essentially so um having this there uh, certainly nails home that point and um gospel music is not necessarily my jam uh especially when it sounds like field songs um and i and i don't know if that's the correct terminology but that's just the slave spirituals that they would sing to themselves in order to keep their spirits up um and uh, I, I do like some like hard charging revivals with a lot of clapping, a lot of like joy. Uh, that type of gospel music does it for me. Uh, the really sad hymnals that you get, uh, not, my, not my thing, but I appreciate that it's on here because it is certainly helping push the narrative forward and also push forward the message. So um, again, not really a song that I can put on it at all, but it is something that really hangs on the record pretty well. Yeah, and I think uh, what I like about it is they're playing up not not the uplifting side of uh, of uh, the spiritual, but the uh, the 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 coded aspect where they're they're sending codes to each other on escape tactics and locations and stuff like that. I think it's really cool. And that will play into the next interlude, but Steve, how do you feel about this track? Oh yeah, the traditional gospel music, I don't know much about that. I mean, it's okay. But uh, as far as, uh, I guess field songs is what we'd call them. I, I do really like that stuff. Um, I don't sit around listening to it all day, but when I do hear it, I do like it. Um, mournful hymns i guess i, I find them pleasant I, I like the old timey soundness to some of it and yes i do know that some of these songs come from a very tragic place but uh the songs themselves i do like and um or like the sound of them and i think the throwback or the singers on this one i think collectively they're called take six is that right those guys or did i make that up no i think you're right yeah, I think they do a great job. Um, there's parts of this album that actually remind me of the oft-mentioned video games of Bioshock. Not, I don't think, uh, actually, in Bioshock Infinite, there might have been some songs that sounded similar to this. But Bioshock did a good, out, good job of having old-timey music drift to you from places you can't quite place uh, audibly. And I think this album's kind of doing that on this track a little bit. Uh, to Mark's point about the the slave ship of a of a type, if you look at the album cover, they're definitely nailing that. Uh, the album cover is a 
kind of looks like it's a silhouette of a, a cosmonaut and he has chains around his ankles that have been snapped. So that's definitely there. Um, this, this did remind me it was serendipitous yesterday. I was looking, I was sitting there and this song reminded me of an artist I like called uh, zeal and ardor. Sure. I've mentioned to him to you guys before, and he's a, he's a Swiss gentleman, I believe. Um, name is, excuse me. <coughs> Should have muted myself. I'm sorry. Allergies are kidding, killing me. I've had both my shots. Damn it. Um, name is Manuel Gangno. I have a hard time pronouncing his last name. And he's a, uh, he's half white, half black, Swiss American. And he, he created an album, which is basically the tenants of black metal with slave spiritual. His first album was actual recordings. I believe he found, they mixes them together. Second album, I believe they did everything themselves, but it was that style. It was a, it's black metalish type stuff with field songs and it does it's not gimmicky it's not girl talk it's great i think it i think it really works well together and it's not moby it's not moby either no um i, I really have a, a, a respect for the guy i like his music a lot no that, what you showed me was pretty great yeah and, and uh yeah i actually was like hey what has he done lately and i looked up last night and sadly just like the song we talked about earlier uh, he made a whole EP in October of last year. That was his reaction. What was going on with how the world was reacting and to the incident with George Floyd. So very, uh, it's all connected man kind of thing with what we talked about earlier tonight in this episode with the song that a uh, clipping made. And to get back to this song though, field songs, the Arter does a lot of that. I like it there. I think it works here. And I should look up if field songs is the correct terminology, Mark. It's what I had in my notes, so I'm going to go with it too. Yeah, I think it's fine. Field songs and, or, you know, I mean, more bluntly, uh, slave spirituals. But that definitely was the, I would say that's the driving force behind this album. That's, that, you know, it's part of the story they're telling. And uh it goes ahead and moves on to uh, another interlude, a freestyle rap. Uh, not actually, not really. Uh, there, there's a number satellite. Uh, it's, it's called Interlude Numbers, and then we get the song True Believer. So let's listen. first interlude we just hear a a voice um it's actually uh the voice of rapper uh maxi wild 
she's uh she rapped on their first ep wriggle um uh and she does she just uh starts talking in binary basically uh by uh it's uh, satellites use this uh nato phonetic alphabet alpha foxtrot that kind of thing and she's spelling something out that will play out when we talk about the song uh the story song later on um and then it goes right into true believer um and we're in cargo 2331's dream space he's dreaming um he's thinking about the war uh, uh when they were conquered when the aliens showed up and you know i think there's there's no doubt some some parallels to uh you know america's history of slavery but they made a choice on this album to say that you know aliens were enslaving them and 2331 is enslaved by that but so would maybe his white neighbors and anybody else um and uh, I think that's that's powerful too because you know they maybe have some uh, cultural experience in that, which is why their re revolt was successful. Um, the song, this particular song, goes into the history of the conflict and uh, talking a little bit about um, running red as these ships made for cargo and death uh just talking about these ships showing up over all these american cities or earth cities to conquer but then it goes it gets weird in a great way and it goes into this ancient african uh mythology about three siblings that are gods and they fight um and they talk about the uh the kuba uh they worship mbombo and this is this whole like they're, this is very much an Afrofuturism song where they're tying up this conquering of humanity with uh, this old uh, uh, African mythology uh, about three three siblings that uh, gods that fight. Uh, and I, I I find it story wise uh, pretty enjoyable. Um, but let's go ahead and hear from Steve. Yes, a true believer, which uh, just made me think of Stan Lee. Um, this one has some more of that old-timey touches to it. Definitely, the the vocalizations on this song were a standout, um, and they definitely had more of that zeal and ardor touch or that uh, take six group doing those vocalizations. And I, I thought it was a pretty pretty substantial song, more more of a song than a lot of the songs we've gotten before it. I think I think the actual the album we're approaching the, the second half of it. I think that the amount of song songs picks up uh, from here on out and it starts with true believer. Yeah, fair enough. And there, yeah, there's a video um, with, I assume, and Mark, maybe, you know, I know you watch these too. You may know more than me, but I believe our Paul outlaw who's singing that, uh, even though that has the whole quartet of um, the spiritual singers on this, I think Paul, Paul outlaw gets the, the hook, the, and, and the video is just him ascending into the heavens in his astronaut suit and so when david raps you don't see david you just see you just see paul outlaw 
floating in the sky. Um, Mark, what do you think about the song? Yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. Um, it's got that robotic delivery of the verses with that uh, kind of an ambient melody underneath that chorus and the hook. Uh, there's something that sounds like a dot matrix printer or something that's given off like static throughout. Uh, there's so for sure a printer that's just, just chugging out paper throughout the song. No doubt. Exactly. And uh, so I, I like that found sound and trying to make, you know, an appliance like drive a beat. So I think that's pretty neat. And then the speak and spell at the end of the song with the outro chorus duties is also a uh, interesting touch. Uh, so the, just the use of technology and um, by creating the backbeat, it's, it's an interesting choice. Um, so yeah, we're, we're definitely getting more closer to uh, a song that you can put on on shuffle and it, it appears and you're not going to be like, Jesus, uh, with that, you can listen to the song out of context. Hey there, listeners. It's time for us to take that obligatory Patreon ad break. And weirdly enough, I got a weird email with a file in it, and I listened to it, and sure enough, it was my rap persona from the embarrassing teenage late 90s, The Prez. But while I thought it might have been a relic, so I suddenly realized it seems to be a transmission from the future. Perhaps I'm yet to resurrect that persona. Yes. Is there anybody out there? We got bills to pay, we got shoes to wear. We're broadcasting from another solar system. Radio tower, deep space transmission. Gotta know that we wanna come home. We got skies to walk, we got systems to roam. Grass or ass, we need space gas. Go to patreon.com and send some space cash. The Witcher. Witcher. Patreon.com slash pod like a hole. So, so True Believer was a uh, another single off this album. Um, and uh, telling the story of uh, not only African gods um, fighting over the future, but what the invasion actually looked like for our hero. Uh, but it gives way into uh, an instrumental track and then a another single. So we have Long Way Away, an instrumental, and it leads right into Aram Out. So let's listen to that transition. Two bang them drums, beating on a dead body, riding shotgun. Huh? Talking that shit, bitch, bite your tongue. See that ship over your city, better run, run. run. Your war is like a board game. Where he come from? I already bored claiming your gang. Be on go to gun, boy, on some other shit. Check your solar system, bitch. Don't let a motherfucker catch you sleeping at the wrong sun. Wrong sun. Son of haters, send him in the orbit. Higher than these motherfuckers claiming is they purpose. Turn and ask your partner why he started acting nervous. Rack. Keep talking, that's lip service. Rats decided it was time to hit the surface. Cats sleeping on it, write them off like cursive. Drown a fucking hater, his experience immersive. Now that he can feel it, call the doctors and the nurses up. What you gonna do about it? Ain't nothing new about it. 
Should've made the noose a little tighter, cause it ain't nobody dead, just some motherfucking riders. Air mouth, breathe, air mouth, got fire, air mouth. So the Long Way Away instrumental is uh, already the motif we've already established with the spiritual singers. Um, but we have John W. Snyder on piano and Kevin Lee on theremin as they play this this melody. And I, you know, it's only a few seconds, but it's pretty enjoyable. And it goes into probably the most song song on this record, Air em Out. It was a single. And uh, it is a... Uh, take on this gangster rap idea of set tripping which is um claiming your colors and then you know uh fighting for people that are in your territory but it's taken to an intergalactic level where it's this fantasy uh, we have two three three one and obviously in hypersleep where he's imagining uh gang wars against these aliens that have that have taken uh, taken over earth it's a complete fantasy song. It doesn't necessarily fit into the story, but it's a fun distraction. And uh, it is, you know, you guys may disagree, but it might be, it's probably the most poppy of the tracks on here. It's the best song on the album. All right, Steve, start it off. Well, uh, Long Way Away, I do like that instrumental. It continues from True Believer. Um, it goes right into it. And that also has the Bioshocky feel to it, in my opinion. That's like haunted and old timey, and that's what you know. There's a theremin on there. Who doesn't like the theremin? I've got a, I've got a goddamn a DVD rotting somewhere in my basement about the creator of the theremin. I love the theremin. That's a fun little instrumental. Air them out, though. I love air them out. I uh, when I was listening to this album for the first time, immediately took note of that song. It is the most conventional of the song, the album. On top of that, it is conventional in a Dirty South kind of way. It's got like a detour to the Dirty South. Wouldn't you agree, Eric? Kind of the vibe that song has? Yeah, no, exactly. Like the uh, what I was talking about, where Dirty South seemed to come from like Miami bass meets drum and bass. It was, yeah, it's a, it's a cool song. Yeah, this is definitely a good Dirty South song. It's just got a a vibe to it that I, I like. And I, I do find it fun that in this album, which is challenging, testing your patience at times, uh, this kind of snaps you right, like comes out of nowhere. I love it. I think, I, I don't know. I like this type of song on this record. If it wasn't done with the skill they have here of the production, it still fits in my opinion with the rest of the album even though it's completely different than the rest of the album. And I like the song itself. I think you could have found Air em Out on the radio in the last 10 years. So I'm a big fan of this track. Good. And I think the uh, they set up a rule on this album that like the AI does not have beats. So when he's rap, like that's why most of the time he's rapping over ambient sounds. So this this he's in hypersleep in this song, so he's dreaming those beats because this actually has beats and a melody. But Mark, what well, do you think hold about on. Air? I gotta add, before I forget, before I forget, what are we airing out? I mean, balls, uh, dead bodies, dead bodies. Oh. Just you gotta take the gotta take them aliens that have set that have that have shown oh, up in your territory was, and air them out. I was taking it to a married children territory. All right. Steve, you and I aired out our, our uh, unmentionables in a Pacifica bathroom. Taco Bell. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The best, the best Taco Bell in all of California. That's right. Mark, air them out. Thoughts? Air them out. 
breathe. Air them out. Got the fire. Air them out. Wanna see? Air them out. Should have made the news a little tighter, cause it ain't nobody dead, just some motherfucking writers. Try to play a killer soft like silk out. Old frail gas, gotta pay for the milk lies. High off these lows when they step up in the party with it, got up in AOs like some fucking O and Kylie's always whips and chains. That's a game like it wasn't both. Back when I'm at cut. Slang with his partners trying to make his fucking name in the traps. All the way from Banshee to the Kepa Uchi track. I, I agree with Steven. This is the best song on the record. Um, the, uh, the video for it is also pretty magical. It, it looks like it was made in a garage, but like it still has a pretty high production value in the sense of everything is losing its gravity and uh, just kind of floating away as it's just one shot of just, uh, David sitting at a table. Um, it's, it's an awesome song. It's an awesome video and, uh, it's probably the most straightforward, right? Um, I like that froggy croak of Right On. And it's the first fully realized song, I think, with great musical hooks as a solid delivery provides earworms. This song was stuck in my head. Uh, uh, this is definitely one of my favorite tracks by them, uh, including the playlist that you had sent. Um, it's very cool. I, it doesn't try to do too much, and it just perfectly complements the flow in terms of the beat. Uh, sounds futuristic it's good it's a good track it shows it shows they have i mean they, they have this this group has a lot of integrity because well i mean actually this guy can make uh he's already made he's probably i don't know millionaire is probably not the word but he's he's sitting just fine being part of the the, the hamilton industrial matrix of the world um so he can do whatever he wants probably but the fact they show they could write a song like this that's really catchy and I said could sound on the radio. Mark said also he agrees is the best song on the album, but they choose not to most of the time. That shows a level of integrity there that I find uh, commendable. It's very punk rock. It's very, yeah. All right, all right guys. So air them out. Banger. Absolutely. The, you know, absolute hit. And it goes into another freestyle interlude. Uh, and then the song yeah, Break the Glass. What if everything was at the wrong time? Lying in the wrong space. And songs rhyme to beat about the distance back to the street with kings and queens and every hiccup in between. So the, the freestyle interlude is like another one where very Bioshock, very like, oh, we picked up this guy rapping in a hole of a ship over the satellites. But it, you do see like, his lyrics are pretty solid. Like with Kings and Queens and every hiccup in between was dreams and all the blood and death would mean something. Another eye open and fist raised, just reading or praise it like, it's basically about like societies are just uh, hiccups in between dictators and controllers. Um, he's just rapping to himself. And it's just another example of what our AI heard. Uh, Cyrus Rex does the synthesizers in the background of the song. And then it goes into break the glass, um, uh, which is the AI who has been traveling through hyperspace with our protagonist and he's been asleep for the last few songs. 
dreaming about his youth, dreaming about uh, fantasies about like uh, gang warfare against aliens. But now we get break the glass and uh, we have our AI who's talking about it's too cold, be cool, ice cold, kill them, kill up a few more or let them be cool. So why don't you speak on it? These fools, they froze, but the G's lonely here. Um, the AI is lonely. His friend, this 2331 has been in hypersleep for so long. Like there's something here, but you're not feeling anything right now in hypersleep. In hypersleep. Um, and then it goes into a... wake up wake up wake up please wake up i'm so tired of being alone i'm so tired of going home won't you please help me and then the break the glass hits on a very industrial moment and a very cool moment break the glass. on this track mark break the glass doing anything for you yeah um i mean I think it's, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say on this, but if I was to describe it, it would be if Andre 3000 recorded a song at the Terminator 2 Sparks and Lava Factory. Um, yeah, that, like the, the pounding of the metal and the hissing of the, of the steam, uh, you, you get in that in, in the background there. Yeah, it's, I think it's a perfect example. <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's definitely uh, right up their their wheelhouse of what they're giving you on this record. Um, I can see how on Pitchfork Media um, they named this record one of the top thirty three industrial albums of all time, and that made me scratch my head a little bit as I also had to look up their other Pitchfork uh, review of when this record came out. They gave it a five point three out of ten. But Mark, I know where you're going. Keep going. Sorry. Uh, yeah, very consistent in in their reviewing, um, and then how they make their lists. So um, they pulled so the old, for the fragile switcheroo again. They did, uh, and fragile wasn't on that 33 list. Downward Spiral was, and Pretty Hate Machine was, but uh, and so was our friends Clipping here. So it ranked, I think, number 33, but it was on there. But yet, still only got a five and a half, five point three to be exact, but. Um, yeah, that's Break the Glass, an industrial sounding song um, on a hip hop record. The song after the high highs is the last song. Kind of, a, it, 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 I think it's more of a shading song for me, kind of giving me the general vibe of what's going on. Um, they do a great job of making me feel like someone's pounding on glass that wants to be let out. I don't know if that's the point, but there's a thumping, like a consistent thumping in this song. And again, the production on this album is top notch. That thumping sounds like somebody thumping, screaming to be let out. I don't know if that's actually what the story is telling me should be going on, but that's the general feeling I get from it. All right. So that track leads us into story five. On the day when Grace was born, there was a war Bright and tall, fight and die for us all. Oh, grace 
won't you come back home? So we get some more um, of the quartet, the spiritual singing. And one thing you need to know about clipping is every album has one or two of their story songs. And this is the fifth. Not unlike Blackheart Procession's The Waiter or something where the artist wants to do one story song on every album and leads to something. And that is this song. Um, so one could argue this song does not have a place on this album. It's telling a story about Grace, who is a, uh, you know, she, it's a story about, you know, she works for a restaurant. She stands up for the people that are being mistreated and then a fire happens and she dies or a car accident happens. But we find out that the other side of the story was told in an earlier album off of uh, story two happened off of Mid City. And earlier in the interlude numbers, we heard uh, numbers being rattled and they were telling binary code that says Grace is the sister of the character from another album's story two. Apparently, it's very involved if you're really looking at the story songs off the albums. Um, I think there, if I was going to reach really far down the branch and say, how does this connect to the story of this album? It's that the AI found the story of Grace, who is a, a uh, just a fist in the air uh, rebel fighting for uh, people that deserve it. Uh, the AI was inspired by this and that's why this song is on this album but probably they just wanted to put another they, they, they wanted to complete the quadrilogy but that's what the song is about it's very weird that's on the album but they do it all through singing with the quartet uh, Dorian Holly, Alvin Che Claude McKnight and Dave Thomas uh, who's first? Steve? Story five. I'm actually uh, a big fan of story five. It, and the reason for this is it really reminds me of Elvis. Um, there, the song has this whole like Yankee doodle dandy thing going on. And it reminds me of Elvis's American trilogy, which was also covered by man of war. And it's, it's this, the glory, glory, hallelujah song. And this has that same just feeling to it. I mean, at the end of it, they don't shout glory, glory, hallelujah. But uh, they could if they wanted to. And uh, it's it's not as good as Air Em Out, but it definitely is a top tier track on this album for, or this album for me. Uh, the 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 Elvisness aside, the, the I do like. I even piece this together without looking up the lyrics, but from your explanation. It does give you the vibe of someone floating through space and thinking of a lost love, maybe. Um, if that's not literally what it's about, it definitely feels like it could be about that. And that sense of longing is conveyed very well in this track. So I'm a big fan of longing for things. And I'm a big fan of uh, Fat Elvis era Elvis. And I get both of those in this track. I'm so glad. Mark? Story five. Um, 
not my preferred gospel. Uh, I mean, this is a straight acapella gospel song. And this, instead of what we got on the last one, this is more of the Sunday hymnal. And uh, I like the ones that tell you that Jesus is coming down and a lot of clapping and like the preacher is really sweaty and, you know, uh, sister act, give me the sister act stuff. But this brings me back to Sunday morning, wishing I could just go home and play with my Ninja Turtles being dragged to uh, Catholic church. Didn't really have fun, fun songs to begin with. There was no revivals. It was, God, pretty... do we even, do we even get songs? Yeah, bad ones. Um, it was the ones I will that raise like, you one... up on eagles' wings. Oh, that was Catholic. I, I, mean, I would even take that one too. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it was like one guy with like the counselor from Beavis and Butthead. Like that's what he looked like with the beard. Um, wore Birkenstocks and would lead maybe his wife. Um, who had a dress that was, you know, buttoned all the way up to the, you know, underneath her chin. Naturally. <laughs> That's what we got at Catholic yeah. church. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. Yes. It would be, uh, the organ would be definitely part of it. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you get to just say the same prayer over and over again. <laughs> well, so it is funny times. that we all came from Catholic. That, that is, that is. Yeah. Interesting. We didn't continue. Drop uh, to your knees. All rise. We do all flagellate each other, which is great. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that. We had to like pull out that thing that you could rest your knees on. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. So, so terrible. good news, Mark. This song is not religious at all. It is a, just a story song about a girl that uh, stood up for the workers that are business and then got killed for it. Um, and once again, I think story-wise, the only re the only connection you can make is that the AI saw the same rebellion in 2331 that you saw in the memory of this story. Um, either way, it is a gospel song that gives way to Baby Don't Sleep. What the fuck is you thinking? Better yet, where the fuck is you going? Get back to no star mapping out here, nobody knowing. Time flying and you figure you fly right along with it. Not hearing no warnings in the morning, you go get it. Like Buster Throttle, play that out. Move a half a moon around a galaxy, you play that down. Like it's nothing, nothing out of nothing. Leaves you wishing every day that they were still around. Soaking in the corridor, corroding while you mill about. And Baby Don't Sleep is a little track. Uh that uh, is lyrically about um, the AI giving uh, 231 a scolding. You've been in hypersleep. What the fuck is you thinking? Better yet, where the fuck is you going? Get back up. There's no star mapping. Out here, nobody knowing. Time flying, and you figured you fly along with it. Basically, like, stop escaping through hypersleep. We've got to go somewhere. We've got to make a decision. Um, and it's a scolding, this track. And this track is, as Mark corrected me earlier, 
the uh, music video that's done through static uh, CGI and screenshots and uh, very much in line with uh, an industrial music video uh, made on a shoestring budget. Um, I do like this song as far as like the specter and the spectrum on inspection is an entity. You call it God or man or woman, love or hope, it's all the same. A nickel bag philosophy, a beta boost inside the brain. Um, so Wake Up was basically convincing him to go to hypersleep, and now he's like, escaped too long. It's time to like, we have to decide where we're going. And it's trying to bring him back. No home, you've been there. Clearly, all safety. No destination. No time for waiting. Saviors are fiction. Memories fading like ghosts. ghosts. Uh, Mark, what do you think about? Baby, don't sleep. So, baby, don't sleep. Um, it's surprising um, as we were all kind of discussing that aired out was probably the most accessible in this being the lead off single off this record um, is certainly an interesting choice. Uh, not only is the video, like you said, uh, uh, epileptic inducing, um, but like the sound wise, it almost sounds like a 56 dial up modem starting up uh, or a fax is coming through and good flow lyrics. Didn't find many hooks though. Uh, it's dissonant sound. Uh, it sounds like, fast forwarding um, and then steam hisses are the only really accompaniment. Um, and in terms of where, I mean, we're second to last track now, and I still haven't quite figured out um, what the, the culmination is coming to be. You would think that as the story is reaching its end point, that there would be a uh, kind of buildup and I, I'm, I'm not really sensing that and maybe I whooshed right over my head, but that's kind of where I feel about it. Absolutely. Mark. And it's not going to have a traditional uh, bell curve, uh, you know, uh, storyline climax. Absolutely. I think in a way though, this is a, this is a, the lead up to the climax because um, it's that classic story of, you know, somebody who gave so much for something two, three, three, one, you know, risked everything to escape um, but now he's hit this kind of point of dialism when, you know, when when the frustration of what you're fighting against, you know, kind of, I don't know, flattens your spirit. And so he's he's happily been stuck in hypersleep and the AI is trying to wake him from it. And it's desperate and it's angry uh, as the AI berates him to waking up um, and things just fly by you left and right through your ears. Um, it's not a traditional climax, but it's certainly building up to one. Um, anyways, I think it, it deserves a little credit for that. But Steve, what do you think? I don't know about this list that Mark referenced. I found it. And uh, this is typical, this pitchfork industrial list. It's a mix of trying to sound really smart and try to be like, oh, yeah, we're just going to have a whole bunch of uh, Nurse with Wound and Throbbing Gristle albums. And then occasionally, because they're pitchforking, they got to be hip. Oh, yeah, we'll have the controlled bleeding in here. Uh, we got to make sure Death Grips is in here. Um, controlled bleeding is really good. I'm sorry. I meant to say I did it again. Uh, clipping. I meant to say that they, you know, they they made sure they had clipping in here, which I wouldn't really, you know, kind of hip hop ish, or Death Grips. Who we all know my opinion on Death Grips. I don't like them. 
And uh, I guess they got some God flesh. One skinny puppy album. Uh, one ministry album. I don't know, guys. This list isn't doing it for me. Anyhow, as far as the second to last track goes, this song I had trouble taking notes for because uh, the first time listening to this record, I didn't get to the second to last track. I got through most of the album. The next two times I listened to it, I had my kid with me. And I am not Ned Flanders, but he I, I only want him to hear. So, he's five and he repeats things. And I, I only want him to hear he, so many fucks. And this song was just laden with fucks. So I had to turn it off. And then after I turned it off, he told me that it sounded, uh, the song sounds very scary. So I think they got the overall intents there. The song scared my child and it was full of curse words. There you go. Well, luckily the AI does the trick. Our hero wakes up and agrees it's time to take action. And he puts the ship into hyperspace. And that brings us to the next track. And we see how that works out for them. A better place. A massacre made up of many a miniature message it misses the most of it so convoluted designed for disaster it's making the best of a universe far too expansive to cope with and he never chose nor was chosen by metrics that make any sense and the senses are numbed by emotional stresses there must be a better place to be somebody be somebody else who got time on a string on a finger nothing to remember but the passage of it who got time to let anything linger where it hovers surely you will learn to love it who got time for this love shit anyway got a better survive. place uh we get a little carousel uh hello ray we get a little uh organ work um uh and uh we get uh, this kind of battle of hope, but also futility. If you ever find yourself beaten and broke and can't feel the whip for the weight of the yoke and fear the night will not turn into day, remember the darkness will show you the way. It's a long way away. It's a long way away. I'm all alone. Long, long way away. And so they, they pull in the uh, spirituals there. And uh, we get some songs about uh, the risk of throwing it all away in hyperspace. Mark, a better place. So this is my second favorite song on the record. Um, that uh, kind of merry-go-round organ work that you get at the beginning is uh, kind of fun. And certainly if you're listening to it on a pair of headphones, it's panning left and right. So that's a neat effect. Uh, the percussive beats that I think they effectively punctuate and drive the rhythm. Uh, something that, you know, I was actually craving for a little bit more on this record. Um, I, I definitely think Clipping do earn their uh, label as being an experimental uh, hip-hop group. And I do like that experimentalism. And when I find something that works, I just feel, just do more of that, please. Just do more of that. 
and it sounds like they certainly do because the playlist that you shared with me that essentially picks some of their best work from throughout the rest of the catalog it doesn't sound like this is something that's you know consistent in their in their career of giving you something uh that's both challenging lyrically and musically i i musically i was just wanting a little bit more i was expecting a little bit more beats um and this song does give me a little bit of that craving and i just wish they did it a little bit more often but yeah good song good track good way to in the record uh in terms of the story uh i don't know if necessarily that are they going into hyperspace and essentially he's going to live and die on this ship with the ai i I think so um i mean it basically says like they'll be lucky if the hole even holds out for hyperspace right so it's essentially a suicide mission they've decided to i don't know if there's like a love story going on between this ai learning how to uh cargo 2331 is now a curiosity and just something more than uh a passing curiosity has now turned into like uh affection and uh, intimacy i don't know well i i I think there's something something to dissect there mark it's like the ai was enchanted by two through three one initially but because of his you know vigor and his 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 energy to take over but he had so much trauma and once he did he felt really easy into hypersleep and like that whole like addiction kind of storyline of escaping reality i think there's there's something to really look at that relationship as like you know this guy is a hero to this ai and then a disappointment it's interesting yeah, it definitely is an interesting. Uh, I I didn't necessarily think that this record was going to have that trajectory. I thought that it. I mean, I, although it does end somewhat bleak, it, it, he's not coming back. It's more, um, it, you know, I, I'm just trying to like come across what the overall message was. Uh, that's all. Well, but, I think the overall message is going to be, you know, freedom is freedom ain't free. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) You bought it, a trucker brought it. That's right. (laughs) More human than human. Uh, Just that that, uh, freedom, uh, there there may be some side effects to that, especially when you're the lone survivor. Yeah, certainly. But good way to end the album. I I like this song. Yeah, this one is, uh, the organ work is um, very unconventional, not not a typical hip hop uh, uh, sound. And it kind of reminds me of that, um, remember that remix of Nine Inch Nails' Find My Way by one, uh, was it one Hedrix? Yeah, that's right. I yeah, it that. was very much ago. a spacey organ lost in uh, yeah, it cosmos. Like a, sound like parts of Kony Skotsky. Yeah, and this does that very well. Steve, what do you think about this? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? Yeah, let's go. 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 
Yeah, it's a good closing track. I do like this song a lot. I like a good, uh, I don't know what the message is here. Uh, I mean, it kind of sounds like it could be about better days being ahead. I, I don't know if they are. Um, audibly, it sounds what it's, what it's about. Is the story really sadder days are ahead? No days are ahead? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's complacency is not the answer. Action is the only answer. It may not end the way you want, but not doing anything does nothing. You know, you see what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I get that. And when you take that message and you have it layered with uh, Vince Clark era Depeche Mode keyboards and uh, a, a lot of shifts in the vocalization with some pitch shifting there, they work well together. I, I like this song a lot. Probably my third favorite song on the album. Uh, I think it's a great closer. I I like an album that, even if we cannot figure out exactly what the message should be, Eric, I'll go with your idea. I do like an album that ends on a note that says, maybe we found the answer, or at least we're headed in the right direction. I am struggling to think of my examples. There are quite a few of them. But let's just go with the uh, nine inch nails and hesitation marks. Uh... I'm sorry, I'm still here. Kind of got that vibe. I don't know. Uh, I, I like I like a song that kind of has a positive end note. But let's go through our rankings. Uh, Steve, what do you rank this? I give it a 2.5. And I feel that if I were at a different place in my life, I would give it a higher rating. Like I said earlier, if I had more time for it, um, I was trying to allude towards, uh, you know, I've, I've listened, I, I own albums that are one song over an hour long. Um, I listen to a lot of sludgy metal bands that take forever to get to the point. Uh, Mogwai, I love to see Mogwai live. And one of their songs is 26 minutes. And the first 20 minutes is you checking your watch for, you know, when are they going to get there? I'm used to that kind of stuff, but maybe it's because at those points in my life, when I was younger, I was introduced to those albums and those artists then. And I became fans then and now I know where those songs are going, so I have the patience for them. Right now, it is really hard for me to have the patience for uh, an album like this where I have to pay this much attention to put all the pieces together. That's my problem, not the, not the records. I sound like George Costanza here. It's not me, it's not you, but it is. Uh, but if I were to look at this outside of that, I would, I would give it a higher rating, but I can't. You can't. I can't separate me, the listener, from the art right now. So it gets a 2.75, but there are some great, a couple of great songs in here when it gets to them. 
And the production throughout is stellar. At times, I wish they would spend more time on the songs and less time on making it a audio erotic experience for my ears. Um, sure. ASMR. But like I told you, the, the playlist she gave me, I liked a lot of those songs. And I plan on listening to their most recent album, which got a lot of rave reviews. The one that came out last year. <coughs> Excuse me again. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, that, that one seems more my speed. So this album didn't blow my mind, but I did like a few parts of it quite a bit. But I'll definitely, you've done me a service because I'm going to check out more of their work. I liked it enough for that. Great. Perfect. Mark? Um, so I do give the story uh, a four out of five whatevers. Um, but seeing how it's not a narrative piece, it is a musical record. Um, I do give it also a, uh, I think Steve said 2.75. I'm going to give it a, a 2.5. Um, and here's why. I think it's an entertaining listen. Um, it's, I think it's better suited for a visual medium than the audio medium um, because it is such a, it's a challenging record. It's very dense in that sense of it's not going to give you um, songs that you can just pick out and put. Well, there is a few songs on here that you can pick out and put it on a playlist. There's no question on that. But it, for the most part, the majority of it is something that all needs to hang together. Um, it's a good work of art. It didn't bore me at all. Uh, it, but it also didn't capture any feeling to want to have to re-listen to it again and again um, as a whole. It gave me that feeling of that was a good song. That was really good. I'm going to pull that out. And uh, to Steve's point, I think uh, what I really appreciated about the fact that this landed on our list this year was the fact that now I've got a new artist that I can kind of pay attention to a little bit more. I'd never heard of clipping. I have seen David Diggs, uh, his work in the Snowpiercer television show. Uh, I think I've even seen him in like a commercial. Um, and of course, when you pointed out that he was in Hamilton, I was like, that's right. Uh, so now it's, it's interesting to be able to kind of go and look at some of the other stuff. It, some of He kind of reminds me a little bit of Saul Williams a little bit. And um, I like that style. Uh, there was pretty much like two to three standard songs on an album with 15 tracks and just kind of left me wanting more. Um, I think it, not so much by David's style, um, but I, I do like hip hop by the two elements of both music and lyrics. And I felt like I was just getting lyrics for the most part on this record. Um, I appreciate challenging forms of media, um, but as Steve's point, I think as I get older, I do like things to kind of cut a little bit further just quicker to the bone a little bit faster. Um, I, I, not to say that I get impatient, but I want, sometimes I don't want to have to um, take a tour through the museum. Um, I just want to go right to the gift shop. Uh, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, but I, I guarantee you that there, if I don't know, I, I imagine all our listeners are our age, our younger listeners. If there's like a 22 year old listening to this right now, I bet they're like, Jesus Christ, you guys, you know, just have some, this, this stuff's great. Just have some patience. But uh, we're old. We're 40. Mark just turned 40 for God's sakes. And I am 40, you know, it's true. Um, every not, minute, every I'm minute. Not. I mean, every, I, I get you kids. Like what are, what are these guys talking about? But yeah. Well, that's because you, that's because you've been, you, that's because you've been dressing like you're 40 since you were 15. So. Cause I think there is a fine line uh, 
an artist really has to be careful of walking and that's being challenging and being pretentious. Um, and it's always up to the audience of what side do they actually fall upon. Um, it's really difficult to do that as an artist. And I feel, I mean, you guys also are huge David Lynch fans and sometimes the dude does come off super pretentious and other people are like, this is art. This is great. This is challenging and it's not mainstream. It's not for everybody, but it's challenging. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, his, his head so far up his ass, he can't see sunlight. Um, and then you guys are like, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, and I'm only slightly picking on David Lynch because I know he's a very important director for both of you. Um, cause and just to close up my thought, I do think that this one, um, does do the tightrope walk pretty effectively. Um, sometimes it does hew a little too close to uh, pretentiousness in its delivery, something that you would almost see in slam poetry night. Um, but, uh, yeah, for the, uh, for the most part, it's, it's an entertaining piece of art. There's no question, but yeah, go ahead, Eric. Yeah. So I appreciate your ratings and actually the pretty generous because you're right there's not more than three or four song songs on this album uh but i was yeah, story-wise i would say this is better than most concept album stories i would say it's top-notch i agree Four 4.0 out of that for me yeah yeah well, that all, i mean that all it, it depends is is Chris Gaines a concept album or just a concept? It's a good question. I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that next season. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Apparently Chris as Gaines is back. Yeah. As we should. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think three out of five is as, as high as I can go. And I love clipping. But yeah, no doubt it's a frustrating listen. Um, most songs are background ambiance, um, like spaceship hole sounds, blips and bloops from the computer, while Divi Diggs is setting the melody and the rhythm entirely. And if you're lucky, the background sounds will click into a beat and, and bring you to some real driving force. Um, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it is amazing. It is almost more satisfying than a... a you know, 12 song mainstream rap album, chock full of, uh, chock full of beats, um, uh, because you get those, those moments of catharsis. Um, and of course I love the theme, um, you know, how the, the spirit of rebellion can both, both be equally inspiring to those watching, but frustrating to those doing it, um, and soul crushing. Um, but it ends in a little bit of hope. And, you know, and in that situation, hope might even be death because um, freedom is the only way forward, even if that means death. It's better than 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 the chains. So, um, you know, top top marks for that. But, yeah, I, I'm going to stick by my three out of five. I think it's time to see where we're going to go next. Our Eleven. Eleven. So it is one of my picks. Uh, from June 20th, 2000, we are going to talk about some local boys making good. We're going to talk about White Pony, the album by the Deftones. All right.
I'm really excited to hear that. You know, it's funny though. For a second, I scrambled for what local album we picked, and I saw Cake. Cake album is going to be. <laughs> so there you go. Well, that's all a right. good one. That's one we can sink our teeth into, and we all know what we're getting into. Great. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Eric, for introducing both of us to clipping. Uh, that was certainly a uh, very good discussion. And I'm looking forward to uh, talking about the Deftones, someone who, uh, a band that when they first started were kind of lumped into the whole uh, rap rock, new metal. Um, and I think they certainly matured out of that sound. Um, but you can be the judge of that. <laughs> so there you go, Deftones coming at you next. Uh, thank you, Eric and Steve. Um, and as always, we hope that we brought you closer to pod. The Witcher...